0: It's 7 a.m. on a good Saturday morning, and you wake up to a familiar noise coming from next door. A quick glance through the window, and you see Collardy moving his wife's belongings out of his house, his family members in attendance cheering him on. This and many more in Nollywood movies is why we are discussing this topic right after this timeout. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast?
1: Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a
0: social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Little Bits of Stuff podcast and this is the voice of Dr. Nick,
1: your host every
0: Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm. Quiero que no sean sueños, que en verdad yo siento dueño y tú seas mi mujer Ella Le dedico la luna a mi hermosa estrella Y no escuché lo que te
0: dr nick and we're back with another episode now last week we discussed premarital health checks and we talked about fertility checks we talked about chest for test for infections we talked about a whole lot of things if you've not listened to that episode i i think you should do i think that's the first you should listen to before this particular episode we are discussing infertility who is to blame what is the problem we're discussing the impact we're discussing definitions what's the cause of infertility now to start with there are several definitions several a whole lot of definitions for infertility but we'll just pick a few. And infertility is the inability, I must warn you really, because th- these are things you, you may never have heard before and they may shock you. So let's go through this together. Inability of those of reproductive age to achieve pregnancy despite regular, unprotected sexual intercourse two to three times per week. For one year, now let it sink in. There are several things to this definition. It has several meanings. But at the same time, when you present yourself to the doctor that you've not been able to have, I mean, to achieve a pregnancy, there are several things he would want to know. And these are the fact that one, like we said, you have not been able to achieve a pregnancy, which is why you're here. But have you been having regular unprotected sexual intercourse? Have you been having it often, as much as two to three times per week? How long have you been having this, you know, unprot- unprotected regular sexual intercourse, and several other, you know, criterias, you know, for him to check out. Now, like we said, the sex must be consistent. Okay, so consistent union status. You must not be on contraceptives. You must not be breastfeeding because breastfeeding itself can cause you not to achieve a pregnancy. You must have a desire to actually have a child, which means that you have to be intentional about it. About it. You, you don't just, you know, wake up one day and be like, no, it's been two weeks. I mean, it's been two years or it's been one year. You must actually have the desire. You must be intentional. You, it must come with a purpose that, okay, so now we are ready to have children. Uh, we are ready to have kids. So, what do we do? How often should we have sex? You know, and things like that. Now, f- for some books, for some reasons, um, less than 35 years, it has to be for one year that you've been trying and not, you know, hitting the jackpot. For greater than 35 years, it has to be like six months that you've been trying. So it's less for greater than 35 years, you know, for reasons which, you know, I can't go into right now. So we have, you know, a whole lot of things and we, we've talked about a whole lot of things just in about a few seconds now. And I'm going to go over them again because you really need to understand this. Okay. Uh, you can't have, you know, been you, you, you can't have been married for, you know, just uh, five months. And decide that, you know, for someone who goes to work, you a banker, your husband is a doctor, you guys have sex probably maybe twice in a month, you know, and things like that. It won't work. So it's really, it's really a job. It's really something that you want to actually do actively to be able to say, yes, we have tried and it's not working. And then you consult your doctor. So. Regular unprotected sexual intercourse, you're not using condoms, you're not on contraceptives, you're not lactating, meaning you're not breastfeeding, you have the desire for a child, you're doing it as much as two to three times, oh my, (laughs) per week. And you've been trying this for a year. Now you're a candidate for someone who has tried, you know, and has not gotten anything. Now, before we move into that, we'll now go into you know a brief classification. This will also shock you, I promise. Now, infertility can be primary or secondary. We usually say primary, you know, for things that you know um, starts like right from the beginning. Uh, how do I explain this? A uh, primary, like uh, sometimes you may say it doesn't have a cause or you've not known the cause before, you know, and things like that. Or it has not happened before that you were successful with having a pregnancy. So primary can just be. Now, when she's unable to bear a child, he, when a couple is unable to, you know, achieve uh, pregnancy or get a wife pregnant, however you look at it, um, ever, so it has never happened that the wife got pregnant. That's primary. Again, if the wife has been pregnant before, but has not carried that child to term, meaning the wife actually had a miscarriage or the wife gave birth to the child dead, is still primary infertility. So if the wife has never gotten pregnant, or the wife got pregnant and was not able to carry the child to 10, meaning she had a misca- she had a miscarriage, or was able to carry the child to give giving birth and then has a stillbirth. These are all classified as primary infertility. So you you're not you're not um, able to achieve uh, you're not able to give birth to someone to a child that is alive is primary infertility now what is secondary secondary is when someone has actually given birth to a live child like you can point to the child and say oh okay i gave birth to this child 2009 and since then i've not been able to give child i mean give birth anymore to another child that's secondary infertility or since we have spontaneous miscarriages and stillbirth in the primary definition uh category it means also that if you have repeated spontaneous miscarriages you know greater than one before or you've had still that is you give birth to the child um dead more than once then it counts for secondary infertility so i'll just i'll just give you a minute to let that sink in just 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 some few seconds
1: yeah
0: so i i I hope we're clear we're clear now with some of these definitions it can really be confusing but just get it right okay we can listen to this over and over again so it is clear now that the fact that you've had a pregnant uh, woman, you've, you, a, pregnant, a woman has been pregnant before does not mean the woman is fertile, okay? It has different meanings to whether it's primary or secondary infertility. So we've gotten that out of the way. Now, the question is, who do you think is responsible for infertility? Who do you think is to blame for not have, for not able to have children? Is it the guy or the woman? So the truth of the matter is, I don't know what guesses you have in your head. I don't know what you've. Uh, actually concluded on, I don't know what gists or what myths you've heard before, but the truth of the matter is that it goes both ways. Okay. It it can be, the the fault can be from the guy and the fault can also be from the woman. It is 50-50. Now some would say it is 40-40. Okay. So you have one third of cases from the woman, one third of causes from the guy, then the remaining one-third can be a combination of both parties or unknown. So you have absolutely no reason to blame one party for not being able to get pregnant when in fact you've not checked the other party for not being able to, you know, give someone, you know, um, the other party for not being able to also play their role. That's what I mean. So you have... Every reason to bring both parties together, I mean, we'll get there. And then try to find out why these people are not pregnant yet. And we're going to the causes of infertility. Now, when we talk about infertility in the medical world, we usually divide them into two causes, general causes. And we talk about the male factors and the female factors. Of course, we've established the the problem can go both ways. So it can be from the guy, it can be from the woman or a combination of both. So we have the male factors and we have the female factors. Okay. Now, for the male factors, there are several things that can be responsible. There are several things that can cause it, medical or non-medical, okay? One of the very good risk factors is old age, smoking, alcohol, being overweight, obesity, okay? It, there's this other thing about long-distance drivers, like truck drivers, you know, and things like that. Now, the reason is because the testicles, you know, are lodged in between, in the scrotum, in between the legs at a particular temperature. You shouldn't really get warmer than that. You shouldn't really get colder, you know, than that. It works, you know, between that narrow temperature. Now, when you have, you know, a long distance driver, especially all these old lorries, old trailers and so on that have maybe, you know, heated engines below the seats and things like that, it could be cooking up literally it could be cooking up you know the testicles and uh heating up the temperature in that environment and causing a whole lot of things now we won't go into these things because of time now that is one of the very major reasons why you have, you know, infertility in these people. Now, infections, talking about STDs, you repeated urinary tract infections and things like that, very commonly untreated sexually transmitted diseases, which later on in life cause complications that could result in serious issues uh, bothering on infertility. So, uh, some people do not treat their STDs well, take herbal concussions, or just um, allow it uh, to go on its own, which some actually do, but do cause some very grievous results, some very grave complications that you will not know until it starts manifesting. So you have, again, risk factors for that. and then because of you know, some medical conditions like when uh, they have some swelling or swelling of veins around the testicles, what we're known as varicocles, when you have hormonal issues like low testosterone, uh, retrograde ejaculation, when you know ejaculation is supposed to go forward and it goes, you know, <laughs> supposed to come out and it goes backward in. Okay. Things like that, of course, will reduce the amount of, um, um sperm that come out, you know, to try to, you know, um, achieve fertilization. Now, low sperm count. Everybody has heard this one. Low sperm count. Low sperm count. But not just low sperm count. How about the motility? You you can have an averagely really good count, but if they're not moving well. Or they are not, or they are deformed and things like that. Of course, they still can't achieve, they still can't fertilize any egg. So it's not just about whether it's low sperm count, the so-called watery sperm. It's also about the fact that you, I mean, it may not be moving well in late times. It may be deformed, you know, and things like that. There may be some infections in the sperm, usually staph infections, you know, and things like that which could also cause you know uh, some irregularities some inflammation and then you're not able to fertilize an egg these things are common very very common in our environment uh, some drugs also some bp drugs blood pressure high uh, hypertens, hypertensive drugs uh, can cause it like calcium channel blockers some chemotherapy uh drugs for people who have cancer can also cause infertility, steroids can cause infertility. These and many more are some of the reasons why males have a role in the causative factors for infertility. Now, how about females? The same risk factors generally actually apply to females. Increasing age, like older age, smoking, alcohol, overweight, um, obesity, and things like that. Then, when we talk about medical conditions, again, we come back to infections. Again, infections, pelvic inflammatory inflammatory diseases can cause um, infertility. Okay, fibroids are known to also cause infertility. When someone has what we call premature ovarian failure, okay, there's a certain age where the ovaries usually may not produce the eggs anymore when it gets to menopause and things like that. But when you have it occurring earlier in a female, 30 years, 32 years, 35 years, there about when they're supposed to still be producing these things or even less than 30 years, you know, these uh, it's premature ovarian failure. Your your ovaries are really not producing what they're supposed to produce anymore, and that just causes uh, some problems. Okay, uh, if you've had several surgeries before, like uh, several abdominal surgeries, there may be scarring, plastering, adhesions, and things like that, which will also not, you know, cause tuber blockage. You know, fallopian tubes are not patent. And things like that, it can cause infertility. Repeated abortions, repeated abortions, especially unsafe abortions from people who are quacks, charlatans, <laughs> as usual, and you know, uh, very unsafe environments, infections into the womb, cervix, or the vagina, and things like that would may eventually cause infertility. For people, for people who have what we call polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, I don't know how to explain this disorder in layman terms. Just deals with a lot of hormonal imbalances and things like that. But people who are usually at risk for this are people who have abnormal hair growths, like a, 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 a facial hair, for example, mustache or um beards for a female um has hair on their chest for a female, you know, has a deepening voice usually, you know, for a female. Um, such people may be at risk for polycystic ovarian syndrome and um, they may need to get that checked out. Uh, hormonal problems as usual, especially with breastfeeding, you know, high prolactin, and things like that. If you have a neck swelling, it may be a thyroid disorder, okay? And things like that may lead to different hormonal issues and ultimately infertility. So drugs again, as usual, chemotherapy drugs, antipsychotics, these will all interfere with ability to achieve a pregnancy. Now, what to do after all this? What do you do when you discover, when you and your partner discover that there's a problem with bearing children? This is where it comes to uh, the doctor visit. And I'll just give you a little bit of time for that.
1: a Okay okay I'm back now
0: Onto the doctor's visit. Ideally, both partners should be present. I repeat, both partners should be present. There's there's really no point in the woman looking for, um, seeking medical help, you know, in one particular hospital and the husband being checked at another hospital. This is a conversation with your doctor that needs to be you know that, that needs both partners to be present so you cannot do this successfully with different hospitals different doctors it's not a, it's not a advisable so it helps to have a robust you know conversation discussion with reasonable conclusions as to the way forward or what needs to be done secondly you need to be completely honest and open it has to be a decision between the couple to be completely honest and open about their conditions their life history and everything because the doctor is going to dissect everything from when you were young till you're married until that same day even till what you ate that same day so everything this is going to be a very long conversation where you know questions will be asked you know, and you'll be examined and told to do tests, you know, that will help further, you know, in the evaluation as to why these, uh, there may be infertility issues. After which, you will proceed to treatment options. There are several treatment options available, and treatment usually depends on the course. But as usual on this show, We don't give you the specifics, so you can get to meet your doctor as soon as possible instead of taking your health issues into your hands. That can be very dangerous. The inability to conceive and bear children for couples intending to do so is usually a big issue in the society as there are pressures from every side, family members, uh, friends. And the community at large. Now, this is coupled with the fact that couples thinking that they have a medical problem even when they don't um, already feel, you know, depressed and all that. So the psychological effects, the stigma, the fear of being labeled barren and many more with naive in-laws, you know, threatening fire and brimstone that the, the, the woman must leave, you know, and so on. This causes depression, emotional stress, and so on for the couple. This in itself can lead to hormonal imbalances and further worsen the issue at hand. So it takes the strong at heart to keep sanity in check. Being diagnosed with infertility does not mean that your dreams of having a child have come to an end. It may take some time. Keep hopes alive. Explore other options. Be open. Free your mind and pray like never before. It works. Trust me. Once again, this is Dr. Nick, your host of the Little Bits of Stuff podcast show. If you've enjoyed this, please share with your family and friends. Someone definitely needs this. Till next Tuesday. Stay safe. It's a my-